What's up everyone? It's John again. It has been a very long time since my last podcast. I think I tried podcasting a couple weeks ago uh, when they had an update and you were able to upload your own audio clips. I did that and then I uploaded it to Anchor and then I fell asleep. And then by the time that was done, I was like, fuck it, I'll just scrap it. So I haven't podcasted, I think, since like May 20-something. You know, it's been a couple weeks. But it's today's going to be a long one. I have a lot to discuss. Um, I have a lot to recap. And the last personal spotlight on my list to round out the main group will be Sid Tan. But let's discuss uh, what's been going on with me since the last podcast. So, um, not much, just the same shit. So let me explain. Uh, last weekend was Brocation. We'll start here. We'll let's start off with Brocation. So Brocation was on Friday um, after work. Karen picked us up, then we flew to Arizona. And, you know, like like Derek said, it was literally a throwback. I felt like hot tub time machine, you know, where you just kind of go back in time. You know, it's the retro 80s. Everything felt old. Um, it was very empty. Um, it was exactly how I pictured it. That was the exact expectation that I had, and it was reality. So, you know, at least I got that part right. Um... I'm freshly inked on my right uh, right arm. I, I got a half sleeve, I think. Is that what you call it? Well, anyways, I got a tattoo on my right side of my arm. And it limits me to not go swimming. So the way that the scheduling worked out, um, it didn't allow me to go in the pool um, at the Airbnb that Sid got. So I was just pretty much chilling inside. And that was awesome. I'll just be straight out like that felt like a very very relaxing vacation and not just because uh, of what I did or didn't do uh, you know you didn't have to wake up to the kids or you didn't have to cook breakfast or anything like that and, I, and I'm not saying or complaining that I, that I do that right now I'm just like you know no kids no wife no you know parents uh, just yourself, your boys, and you know, you're far enough away where you can't tend to anything in case something came up. So like, I didn't have to deal with work. Um, so that was good. You know, like I still got pretty trashed on the first night, Friday night. I think we hit the Jameson pretty hard. Um, I was the first one to pass out like around 1.30. It's a combination of me being tired, drinking, dehydrated kind of like how it was in Mexico um, I didn't have a hangover the next day though which was a miracle um, we so I landed you know I went and got uh, some groceries with Sid and then uh, you know when we got back to the house when we, then we started drinking um, we got some 1738 Remy Martin because they didn't have any Hennessy at the grocery store we went to uh, and it was almost around the same price so we just went with that but we chilled that until the next day, Saturday night. So my Saturday 
woke up at 6 a.m. just because my body is used to it. So that was like kind of a disappointment because I thought I was be able to sleep in. Um, so I technically only got like four hours of sleep, which kind of sucks, but whatever. But the entire day, I watched fucking Netflix. So my vacation in Tucson, Arizona with the boys at this nice-ass Airbnb with a pool. I stayed in the living room and watched TV, and it was great. We watched Civil War, and then I watched the first season of Daredevil. <laughs> uh, and those are long-ass episodes. I think there was 12 episodes total um, for season one. They were like 47 minutes to an hour long each. But I figured, you know, if I'm gonna binge on something, now is the time. So, you know, the whole day I'm just kind of like bumming it, still in my clothes from the night before, eating cold ass pizza, you know, some Diet Coke and some monsters. You know, it felt like, uh, it felt like a fraternity house. <laughs> I don't know what it was about it. Maybe just cause it looked like Johnny's old house. Plus there was a bunch of guys there and we have like pizza, chicken wings, chips, you know, like college food. Uh, so that was pretty interesting. Uh, that Saturday night, I was not able to go as ham as I did the night before. I think it's because the 1730 was hella strong. Like, uh, I think I only took three or four shots of that, and then I made a mixed drink, and then I was just out of it. I was so tired, um, and I was pretty buzzed, like tired buzzed. Um, and then I just, uh, I think I passed out early. I think all of us passed out early, like before midnight. Uh, the pizza was good. Sonics was bomb. Um, and then Sunday, you know, that was like our day to leave. We went to Cracker Barrel. Didn't uh, really buy anything at the Nike outlets, but I hit up Vans. Bought something there, of course. And then came back. But reflecting on the, on the vacation, doing a whole lot of nothing was really big for me. And I think it's because... I felt like I've been under a lot of stress lately. Not because, you know, I have problems to deal with. I've just been, you know, stressed out on just general things like, you know, inconsistent sleep schedule, you know, dieting, shit going down at work. You know, um, Chris is, um, you know, Chris going down with shit at work. So there's just a lot of things going on. And, you know, I've had this eye twitch for like three weeks. I've had this weird sensation in like my sternum area um, yeah it's weird you know and I don't think it's anything unhealthy per se maybe it is just stress levels I, I have no idea but it was good to get away even just for two days for 48 hours um, made me reflect uh, on everything um, you know looking at the bigger picture you know that's like some sentimental shit but uh, it was important to me, you know, I felt it had enough impact for me to think about it many days later, you know, so When I look at things and you know, like when I look at you know, the guys that I went with um, You know and how our lives have progressed from the time that we've we've uh, known each other You know, I've met you know, Der Derek and Jarrell. I've known them for like 15 years. I've known Tim you know, when he got with April. And you know, there's a lot of growth. And not just in them, but also in me. And how I am with these guys. 
and uh, you know I wouldn't trade them for any other set of friends you know it's a good group of guys you know I, I wish nothing but the best for them and their families you know because that's what boys do you know uh, we, we look out for each other and you know like just looking at it from an outsider perspective because you know like me and Tim are kind of like the newbies in the group right like we're like the outsiders coming in being judged uh, being accepted you know going through our trials and tests and shit and you know to see where we're at now I feel like we've come a long way you know uh, maybe Tim had it a little bit harder because he had more than one tan girl to deal with uh, especially Chrissy being one of those tans um, you know they're they're pretty tough girls and you know to get their I would say acceptance or their approval their stamp of approval I think is a huge accomplishment in its own and then it opens up the gates to like these great group of people you know Sid uh, Derek you know Jason and the Comanche house uh, you know they're all they're all great guys uh, you know and you know some may look a little rough around the edges or you know you know they they, they look uh, rough on the outside but you know deep down inside there's always good in people there's always good intentions and you know that was that was actually something that Daredevil said Matt Murdock I think that's his name we can't be the one to judge between life and death because even if there's a ounce of goodness in a very evil person it's worth saving <laughs> and you know maybe that's this whole like emotional sentimental side of me like talking right now because I've been watching Daredevil for like the past you know 16 17 episodes and like how he's like religious and uh, how he uh, you know he looks at um, the inside of people you know he's a people person um, and you know I did a, I don't know if that's what's causing me to reflect on all this all this shit that's going on right now um, but yeah th that was kind of like my uh, my takeaway from the brocation 2018 I got home um, you know it's business as usual you know cook dinner wash the dishes do the laundry uh, you know the two kids Zoe and Jalen they're there you know crying and shit and that's just that that's just my life now and you know I, I became so stressed out you know you know juggling and balancing three girls at home that I kind of lost you know I lost myself <laughs> you know I needed to kind of recalibrate myself and I felt that vacation did that for me uh, you know I got to see what was you know what I valued what I need to do how I need to stay composed because um, you know like I even had a, this chat conversation with Chris uh, when I got back about Jalen and how bratty she's been and you know we were we were just uh, exchanging messages and I was like I don't want to be a mean dad and what I mean by that is I don't want Jalen to think I'm mean to her but I want her to know that I'm stern with her and it's a fine line uh, between those two and you know when 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 I got home it was like she's you know I haven't been there for like a year like like it's like Jalen kind of like forgot daddy right and and not to the point where like I only want to be with mommy you know that kind of shit because that that, that just happens regardless because you know they'll take sides every now and then but I kept on you know 
thinking to myself, um, how am I gonna be this father without having to, you know, to be, you know, to, to cross, to cross that threshold? And you know, there is no book, there is no rule on how that works because, you know, every parent is different with their own kids. You know, they ha they have different reactions. You know, they have different personalities. And you know, me as Jalen's dad and how I know she's so small and tiny and you know all of this cyberbullying and bullying is such a big deal these days because every you know America's just overly sensitive I don't want to fall I don't want her to fall in that category where it becomes an issue you know like I want her to deal with things but I don't want her to be so overly sensitive where you know she's she doesn't have a backbone or she can't think for herself and I don't know if now is the time to do it or maybe you know you progress as she gets older I just want her to be tough but I don't want her to be broken and and that's kind of like where I find my struggle as a parent and now that I have another girl a younger girl that I'm gonna deal with uh, it's scary you know like what if I'm not doing it right you know um, you know it, it, it was a uh, it was uh, not really a revelation but it kind of woke me up uh, in, in a sense where I need to watch my actions, watch my words, uh, the way I am with people. Just me as a person in general, like maybe I need to chill and relax and start being such an asshole and, you know, be a little bit more nicer or whatever the case is. Because um, there was this one dream that I had and, you know, this is a, I, you know, I was telling the guys that I had like these dark dreams, these violent dreams. And it's been an ongoing thing, you know, throughout my whole lifetime where I have these really violent, war-disturbing, you know, type dreams. Not like, you know, good dreams. They're like actual, like, bits and pieces of movies that, like, there's guns, there's violence, there's murder, there's blood, there's all this stuff. And, you know, it questions my mental health. Like, I, I even... I, it, it, I even question myself... Um, just a little bit, uh, you know, like Monday or Tuesday of this week, like, damn, is something really wrong with me? Like, am I really fucked up in, in, in certain aspects in my mind? So I had this dream that it was in my old Catholic school in J-Town. Uh, it was Marinal. Justin knows who this school but I don't know if that's the place, but it looked like it. It looked like it, we were some, somewhere in downtown, and then it was a fenced playground, right? Concrete, a lot, a lot of concrete area. And I was seeing like these little Ewok-looking figures. Like imagine like Death from Family Guy, but miniature. So like dark robe, black face with a battle axe. So you know like how the Grim Reaper has like that like sheath or whatever? Like this was a double-sided battle axe, like like Thor's uh like like Thor's axe or some shit like that. And you know, this this little monster was fucking chopping away at kids. I was like, holy fuck. I, I was like from a distance witnessing this, like, you know, from another building or something. And I was just seeing like, you know, a lot of blood. Like it wasn't like a like a we like it was very like gory and gruesome and like they would just hide back in the shadows and then you know like you know like more 
more kids come back, you know, like they're like in a line and then you just see like them just taking them out. I was like, fuck, that's pretty crazy. And especially now where you're talking about like mass murders, mass shootings at schools, it, I woke up like all fucked up, like, holy crap, what, what, what did I just dream right now? And, and I was like, I was kind of nervous. I was like, damn, why the hell did I dream that, you know? So, um, in another part of the dream, it, there was like an escape or we were trying to run or flee. And we were like in this like abandoned parking structure, right? Like think of those uh, parking structures that have that like swirly exit between floors like at Universal Studios, kind of like that. And there was like these secret passageways and the gatekeeper to those tunnels was Tim. And he was trying to smoke me out with like crazy ass blunts. So that part kind of normalized the dream because I think that's kind of hilarious that even Dream Tim would still try to smoke me out in my own dreams. I thought that was hilarious. But, you know, in the bigger picture, like, why was I trying to flee from this, like, gruesome scene, right? So, I woke up all kinds of fucked up, you know. Then I thought to myself, why was I dreaming that? Maybe it was the energy drinks that I was drinking. Maybe it was the hot Cheetos or the fucking 1738. I just, like, blamed whatever I ate that morning or that night because that that was like something that I've never dreamt before that really fucked me up the next morning like I'll have other dreams where you know like zombies are eating people or whatever that's that's fine you know like I mean that's not fine but I mean like that seems like more of a normal nightmare than this type of nightmare there was something more dark and eerie feeling that I had about that so you know I was just talk, talking about it with my coworkers, and then you're like you know what? you're just stressed out you know your life is like high stress right now you just need to relax chill uh, you know, stop, stop giving so many fucks, you know, just like, just, you know, <laughs> just relax. And that's kind of like what I'm trying to do right now. I'm trying to meditate uh, at night, you know, just clear my head. You know, I'm not trying to do like that, uh, you know, that, um, I'm not trying to do that shit. I'm just trying to like close my eyes and clear my head, clear my thoughts just to kind of like bring down everything. So that's where I'm at right now. And, you know, especially now that we have, uh, you know, I have some family emergencies going down. You know, my stress is kind of all over the walls right now. But there's always a better place. So, you know, you just take a breath. I take a breath, you know, I close my eyes and then just relax. And then, you know, I'll just deal with it as it comes but I just have to kind of chill out. You know, not give it, I'm not not gonna give a shit. I'm just gonna give less a shit or maybe give a shit but be less stressed out. I don't know how, the, how you wanna say it, but that's what it is. So that's where my recap is and that's where I've been for like the past two weeks. Um, so next segment, <laughs> on a brighter note, I'll, my last personal spotlight is for Sid. Um, I'm passing White Oak, by the way, so I have probably another 20, 30 minutes. So kudos to you if you're still listening. But my personal spotlight on Sid uh, is saved for you know the last, just because uh, 
you know, Sid's family to me. Um, you know, I'm married into his family, to the Tan family, and I've looked to him as a little brother, uh, no doubt, um, because, you know, he is like a peer of mine, but I am obviously older than him uh, by five years. So, you know, it's natural for me to think of him as a little brother. Um, not so much like a cousin, because that's technically what he is, but, you know, I don't have any younger male cousins besides Vince. Um, that uh, I care as much about so you know he's kind of like my little brother um, you know I took a, took him <laughs> under my wing uh, with his initial career choices which was awesome you know I, I remember having these conversations with your parents about you know showing you the way showing the guidance for you to thrive in whatever business that I was in at that time so you could be successful uh, so I took that challenge uh, you know, ironically, you did go to CSUN and you did take classes that were very similar to my career and my major, and you actually graduated with, I think, an IS major. So, um, you know, it, it is a complete 180 from your career now because I know you started with medicine and then you went to IT, and then you know, you, you got your calling. And then, you know, you, you, passion's passion. So, you know, I'm not gonna try to lure you back to the IT side or my side, because I know you'd love what you do and that, that's all that matters, you know? And I felt, um, I felt a little, uh, not really betrayed, but I was like, oh man, you know, that would have been awesome if uh, me and Sid could, you know, be on top of the company that we're at right now, because, you know, he was being groomed to be kind of like another me at my office uh, you know and I, I hold a very I would say I would hold a key role in my company right now uh, I'd like to think so and then you know if Sid would have stayed uh, you know at the company that we're at he would have been right there with me and I thought that would have been cool but alas uh, you know he went back to school um, for ultrasound tech which is cool you know um, you know I remember he telling the story about how he he wants to make a difference or he wanted to, he wanted to feel that passion where he would be able to save lives and you know who am I to say don't do that you know that is amazing you know if you can help even just one person you know I would feel like your career was worth it if you know if you let one person escape death I mean what, what's more precious than that you know that that's pretty crazy and I'm glad that you know you're you're doing well in in your new career. In your new career, you got certified or whatever. You passed your test, and you know you're on 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 your way to get the next step, your next cert, and all that stuff. So, you know, uh, there's nothing else but praise and pride that I have for you know how proud I am of what you've done and how far you've come as a person. Because I met you when you were, I think, 15 years old or something all drunk and wasted with long hair on the Amigo pool table. Um, hanging out with that SpongeBob uh, fucking stuffed doll. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> you've, you've come a long way. I mean, from that to where you're at now, you know, you're, a, you're your own man, you're on your own. So, you know, can't be uh, any more proud, you know. So, uh, I remember when he... Uh, his last day in Cali before he moved to Cal to Arizona and how everybody got choked up you know when he had some words to say 
and you know I remember uh, him getting choked up and then you know when guys get choked up you know that gets you even harder than if a girl did it so because I know that means it's pretty uh, pretty sincere and heartfelt so uh, it was great um, kicking it um, in Arizona you know kind of like your, your second life out there uh, it's pretty it's pretty cool to see you know how you live outside of Amigo and Ballinger and, and all that and you know you're on your own so it, it's pretty cool um, because uh, <laughs> I just can't wait for you to come back let's just say that because I know your heart's in LA uh, unless there's a woman that will trap you and lock you down in AZ and you know if that happens cool man as long as you're happy that's all I can say just uh, don't forget about us that's all um, so that's kind of uh, I mean what more what more else can I say about the kid uh, you know he's a uh, he's my he's my little bro so uh, I know that's how Tim feels about you too you know especially because you know Tim's with with April and that's uh, Sid's sister but you know I kind of feel I'm in the same boat you know uh, I know Chrissy was like your big sister too when you, when you were growing up, just like all of the girls were, and, and I feel like uh, I had a part of that too. So, you know, it's good to feel um, like you're part of someone's life, uh, you know, uh, and and in their growth, and to see them grow up and you know thrive and do whatever their thing, and you know, and them not need you, kind of like how when know when my kids are gonna grow up and then do their own thing I mean that's the kind of pride I have so yeah see if you're listening that's it uh, that will probably end my personal spotlight segment for now I won't say I won't do another one but I just don't plan on it in the near future this is a super long podcast I don't even know how long we're at right now uh, 26 minutes holy crap I'm barely on Burbank Boulevard on the 405 and I need to hit Roscoe so I can go to Kaiser but anyways, uh, I will end it there. Uh, thank you guys for sticking with me this long. And, you know, um, if you lasted this long, you know, glad you're down for me. Uh, anyways, if you're driving while listening to this, as always, drive safe. Peace.